0: And welcome to episode 5 of the 5th season of The Worst Idea of All Time Quick quick note Yeah? You say your bit first Emmanuel 5 Thank you guy We recorded this before we watched 4 But I'm probably going to put it out after Because 4 is quite hard to track down as it turns out But we watched Emmanuel 5 It fucking sucked I cannot imagine a more hard movie to masturbate to and we also watched it in yeah. Italian, which was doubly frustrating because I'm pretty sure that OG was made in English, it a language we know. across the board a very challenging experience. I actually said to Tim during this film, uh, this is the hardest movie I've, I've tried to masturbate to since Requiem for a Dream. Try the shrimp, everybody. He'll be here all week. Yeah. Uh, how about a huge round of applause for our bar staff, <laughs> the fantastic <laughs> venue you got a wonderful headliner. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was so confusing. It was only an hour 15, but it, it's felt a lot longer. Yeah, I think I've got some thoughts and notes I took. One of the big problems I had with this film as a skin flick... You, you sound beaten down. Yeah. ...is... um. I was never given enough context for who was having sex with who yeah. and why. Yeah. And whenever two people did start having sex, it would usually cut away to shots of two cups of tea on a tray on a train or a photo of an Indian general that would zoom in and out really quick like some sort of internet meme. Yeah, it was um so this is I, just Do you know what I think could be fun? Real quick off the top, scattershot. shot images that were in this things that were happening we had an airplane yeah fiery death of an airplane at the end there was a little peephole that people would poke their butt through there was that and it was like it was not a secret it was like a porthole cut out of wallpaper what was that movie at the start called that everyone was at the premiere of the fuck express or something love express that's it yeah there was this perpetual I say perpetual it was, it was like This never ending Fucking scene That they kept Cutting back to Of Emmanuel And a man Naked cuddling Yeah I had the impression up. That that was lifted From the Love Express Right That's what I thought Okay They kept going back To this one Super softcore shot Of two adults Standing up Pressing it on each other It didn't look like They were actually having sex they Absolutely not Physically both were impossible were touching Each other's backs Yeah <laughs> Which can be nice Absolutely. I like it. Do you know what I like? And I've liked this since I was a little boy. When I used to be a boy and I'd climb into my parents' bed, like uh it's not even a massage, it's just like fingernails run lightly across your um your back. Mm, have have you ever tonight. had that? Um I'm sort of doing yeah. it to Tim now. Does that I mean it's, it's nice through like, it feels nice, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really soft. Yeah. And there's nothing sexual about it. It's just um it's just like a Honest. nice just relaxing feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's just a nice sensation. But they weren't doing that with their fingers. They were. It was much more passionate. It was a bit more passionate. There was um. There was some interesting kissing in this movie. A lot of like tongues darting. Oh, there was, and in, yeah, it, like, there was tongues one, licking. One tongues. good kissing scene with the tongues going. All, 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 all. There was more than one of those though. There was a few. I only remember one. They were. They cut away to different shots of trains. A lot of trains. Um and all of this is like seemingly oh there was a, a big dance sequence there's a big dance sequence they're all in like jazzercise gear mid-80s jazzercise they're in front of a floor to roof mirror and they're all just dancing to some sort of fucking midi it sounded like it was composed on have you heard of Sibelius yeah it sounded like it was composed on that, or GarageBand would be the there, broader it's like reference. A re- oh, is, is that not a super old audio software? Yeah, it might is, be. Okay. I think it is. I used to... I, I remember I would I use it one day at school. True. And I came up with the... I came up with the rhythm that went like... Duh, 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 and I was like, this is great. I'm going to make a song. And then there was this other guy who actually knew how to use the software yeah. who heard that refrain. jacked the refrain made this huge song that like the choir then sang. And I was like... That's my refrain. And the guy's like, no. This is a fucking outrage. Who's this guy? Look, I don't want to name names. I think you should. And I think we should. Do it. Woodfield. You fuck. (laughs) Thomas Woodfield. I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you pay because you stole something from my boy. And I'm not talking about a refrain. I'm talking about a lifetime of musical joy. Guy could have gone on to become a famous composer. What have you done? Stay in Christchurch and get addicted to pee? Probably. Whoa, fucking easy on, man. I'm going to look him up right now. I really didn't think you'd use his real name. Usually on this podcast, it's uh, Venom and Invented Characters. Speaking of which, boy, was there a lot of people in this movie, and I didn't know who any of them were or what they were doing. We eventually figured out... Yeah, that's cool. Guy's found him. He's a real person online. Yeah you can share that if you want what's what's on there. He wants it I think we've doxed him enough personally, but up to you. Are you just gonna do this now? You're just gonna cycle through his photos on Facebook? He's married. <laughs> the guy's done all right. Well yeah, no kidding. He stole that wonderful refrain and turned himself into a musical genius. He supports teachers. Well, who doesn't? Only baddies. Um we figured out who the Emmanuel bloody uh, was, but the took- President, cl- President Clownface doesn't. You are half a beat too slow. <laughs> <man>. speaking, <laughs> speaking of no musical ability, your rhythm was off on that one, big boy. I'm playing the offbeats. Okay, the whole podcast. I'm only hitting offbeats. That's going to be very tricky for me, especially after watching this very off tricky film. Only. <laughs> um, I'm inspired by the Polish director. Ah. Oh. Valerian Brovczyk. This Valerian's mother- a cool name This motherfucker This is the first Non-Canon Manuel movie I believe Sylvia Kristal Is her name She portrayed Emmanuel In the first four movies mm-hmm. In this one We have a different actress Also a different director I've clicked onto His Wikipedia page mm. Can I read you The first paragraph Love to hear it Valerian Brovczyk 21st of October 1923 To the 3rd of February 2006 Was an internationally Known Polish film director Described by film critics As And I quote Yes a genius who also happened to be a pornographer. I challenge any of those motherfuckers to watch what we just watched because if it was an art house movie, like, do you know what? This movie is better watched for one minute when you sit down. You know when you go to an art gallery and there's a video installation Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'll see some of this. And you sit down, you put the headphones on, you watch a minute of it and you're like, ah, you probably have to see it from the start. And so you take the headphones off and you just keep on marching. Yeah that's what this movie is but it's an hour and 18 minutes it's not a porno if you took out your genitalia and tried to make yourself come to this movie as outlined by us already mm. you'd be disappointed well well I didn't think I'd be a convert to this segment, but Boner Patrol, any action from you downstairs? I started getting a boner, but it didn't eventuate because mm. uh, my body wasn't cooperating with the film. The what? film wasn't cooperating with my body. Was it anything related to the film or just uh no, freestyle? Just a freestyle boner. And then, you know, like occasionally they weren't afraid I would love to see how many shots were left on the cutting room floor Like they, the floor. <laughs> they left everything in like they, they were, they were, but they weren't afraid to films. cut to some uh, some breasts we were watching- stripped entirely of context and so you'd you'd get a little bit of a boner and you'd be like oh yeah. well maybe I'll, this would turn into a real boner but yeah. it was never to be it's no just jacking yeah, yeah. masterpiece context of erotica is important in porn it's true you can't just whack a couple sparrows in there and expect me to enjoy it. Sparrows! the naked woman. What? Sparrows were in there. Yeah, man. For One long... of the most disrespectful parts of the film. Yeah. Just like, for no reason, in between a sex scene, they just cut to a couple of sparrows. Probably the worst bit, though, in all honesty, is the start. Because everything takes too long.
1: It will, know, I and I couldn't it...
0: really figure out... I think we were at a movie... Well, we were at a Do movie you know premiere. There's a great chance. Okay. I'm pretty sure I didn't read it, but when I went on the Wikipedia page for Emmanuel 5, there was a plot synopsis. Okay. I've got no idea what we just watched. You tell me, and then we'll measure it against the facts. (sighs) Even though what you're saying is the truth, because, bro, I don't tell you this enough. I respect you, and I trust you. Anything you say, I believe. Cool, man. I believe it about myself. The very Tell me something. About me. You're a cool fucking dude. Yes. You're radical. Brother. (laughs) You freaked out the dog. Here's the thing about this movie. The very best part of it comes right at the top, which is the title card, which says Emmanuel in a very cool font. It occupies the entire screen, and we've got a solid color, which from memory was red on a black background.
1: Oh, no, I thought
0: the text was white on red. No, no. It was black on red. I'll red go. on black. Red on black. It was I'll red on black. That. I'll go with that. Canter also, to go while we're we yeah, yeah, huge co- uh, congratulations to the Canterbury rugby team who have won Super Rugby Aotearoa and the 11th Super Rugby Championship overall. Black and red are their colours for those playing at home. That's right. Right. A red feat unrivaled. A film premiere attended by a glitterati of stars. Presumably. Really interesting thing is they've spliced in some footage which is obviously people who are not actors. And you can fucking tell the second you see it, you're like, that guy's not an actor, that person is acting. That's not an actor. That what, are they, is what are the what are the tells? Man, I it's a vibe. I don't know. It's like there's something it doesn't matter how good you are at acting, you're always if you are portraying something, you're constructing it. And that is that looks different to if you just film someone who doesn't know you're filming them. Mm. I actually um yesterday before I bought YouTube Premium, I watched an ad Pula! for Helen Mirren's masterclass, and it opens with a shot of a seat in the middle. Okay, let's talk about this. Of the frame, and she walks into the seat and sits down. She says, "I just did the most challenging thing you can do as an actor, which is walking as yourself." <laughs> and I was like, "Pull the other one, Helen." I'm gonna pay. <laughs> roughly fifteen dollars a month to never have to hear or see that again, dude. You just bought YouTube Premium, fifteen dollars a month. You should have bought the Masterclass thing because once you get it, I think you get access to all of them. There are lots of skills I'd like to develop. It's like four hundred bucks. Later. I looked into it briefly. Have you done it? No, no, no. I haven't done it. Because it's still quite a lot of money. It's yeah. a lot of money. And, and I become, don't have enough time to like absorb it. I feel like but the, quarantine was probably actually the perfect time to. <laughs> I think a lot, lot of people got master. into it in quarantine. They would have been good. That would have been a good use of the what time. What would you want to become a master of? Uh, fucking anything, dude. Yeah. Like, I want to get. I'm Ron Jeremy, mouse. and this is your masterclass <laughs> in how to fuck anything. <laughs> I would love to learn how to that was on do the onbeat. That joke was on the onbeat, and yeah, I'm you're, sorry. You're back on movie premiere then what the fuck happens? I don't even know. It's she meets- the craziest scene you ever saw in your life. What? What well, one? Well, she was either at the movie premiere, presumably. I mean, I didn't even know who was Emmanuel in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, someone is leaving the movie premiere, and there's a lot of the paparazzi. Oh God, oh, that's right. Okay, well, this is bad. We won't dwell on it because we're not going to get. But into they all chase the dark her shit. to a boat. They chase they chase her through the streets, removing her clothing to a boat, and she she looks all playful, uh, you know, at the start, and then it's, it's just like, what the fuck is this? And so she kind of makes her escape onto a speedboat that is piloted by um, the son of. Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. And uh, who did you say? Um, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. Pause. I can't remember what I was going to say, but you said something really great. You said it was, I don't know, just you're doing a really good job. Cool, cool, cool. As you were. So she is naked on the boat. She climbs across the hull. He is taking off in the speedboat, doesn't know that she's there. She kind of emerges from behind. He, with the act of pure chivalry, sort of... um, uh, you know, doesn't sort of dwell his gaze too much on her naked body and offers his jacket to her. And uh, then they cruise on the boat for a bit. Here we go. Now it's going to get interesting. Uh, now we're this in India? Like, <laughs> that, was, that little, like, that little uh, part of the movie that Tim just glossed over was literally the most linear piece of storytelling that the movie had the yeah. entire time. Like, it was the only time where our fucking director friend gave us like a long enough Valerian like just like Valerian a long enough period without stripping context or suddenly you know showing us a moving train Mm -hmm. or a couple of cups of tea oh shit sorry it's right. just trying to get that in front of you yeah no worries we're good really comfy like it was the longest period of the movie that we got to see anything unfold (laughs) things that made sense without like these artful cutaways to fucking Whatever we got, we saw some shots of the some like shots from beneath, looking up into the Eiffel Tower. I never know we were meant to be in France. Were we in France at one point? I think we were in France the whole that. fucking time. What? No, here's where we were. Well, probably Paris. To stu- no, I felt like I was in Italy at the beginning, but that might just be because we're watching the Italian dubbed version. Then I feel like we were in India for quite a while, like most of the film. Then I feel like we were in Las Vegas, Nevada. You ever been? Yeah, I went once uh, recently, end of last year. Oh, and did, Took Magic Mushrooms. Lost did you? $0. Made, also $0. A lot of memories, though. Uh, made made, any memories? made some memories, yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I would never go back. It was more like it was geographically proximate to where the trip was ending. Mm-hmm. It felt like quite a nice sort of emphatic way to finish anything we might have picked up along the way. Yes. And say goodbye to America. Yeah. Both for me at the time personally, Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize, more broadly speaking, the concept of the nation for time (laughs) immemorial. Considering our um, analytics on this podcast, (laughs) let's not get too in the weeds (laughs) on that particular bit of analysis. Anywho's... So, India, for a long time, there's an Indian uh, army general who fucks. How do I say? Fucks? Uh, he seems like a pretty horny guy. Yeah, they, they fuck. The boatman boat fucks, uh, Emmanuel. Look, uh, we've got I think quite we've a got, lot of girl on we've girl. We've got reason to believe that most of the people in this movie fuck. It's to Valerian's di- credit, a lot of breasts yes, in this film. Yes, but the difficulty is we don't know who they're having sex with, who they want to be having sex with, why they do or don't want to That's be having sex us. with each other. That's on us. That's not on us. We don't know Italian. Well, Larian doesn't know how to tell a fucking chronological story. I felt like I was watching the movie Seven. No, mm. Memento. Okay. Memento, Chris Nolan movie, where fucking Guy richie has got tattoos all over his body. He's trying to piece together his fucking life every single day. Mm. That's what this movie was the softcore pornography equivalent of. That is a high. Compliment, I would say, but done poorly. Okay, (laughs) I'm glad you put that qualifier right at the end so people wouldn't get confused. When I want to jerk it with my big boy Tim, Mm -hmm. I want fucking straight down the line, penetrative sex, chronological. It just needs to be sustained for a while, you know.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
0: free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's the thing. This is what kept occurring to me while I was watching it. I was like, this is the Sky One after dark shit that I, is so, Like, this is what I remember from adolescence. This is what clicked over on the cable box. If you knew the pin number, or your parents hadn't changed it from the default 0 zero zero zero, it'll get you into pretty much anyone's R eighteen content on their family TV. <laughs> and if you're lucky, twelve oh five, twelve ten a.m., everyone's in bed, you're up late watching some breasts <laughs> stripped of context. <laughs> it was confu. It's a confusing way to get into sexuality generally because it's like wait a minute this is how you fuck I don't even know biologically how a a penis would be entering a vagina right now you never see that anyway but at least usually they bother to get the physics roughly proximate that's it right this is the thing and everything's so weird and it's like it's such a confusing time anyway when you're learning about that stuff for the first time and then you're like why are sparrows involved it's It's not unusual to have sex with anyone why
1: can't
0: I guess I don't know this guy being called a masterful filmmaker, and I know I'm paraphrasing, kind of shits me. Because I was not getting a whiff of that in okay, this movie. Okay, here you go. It looked terrible. from start, There was one good shot in the film. From start to end. Tell me the good shot. Um, over the shoulder, close up conversation of yeah. face was in the dirty, train, was I dirty, think was, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was. Um, All right, 30 seconds, the entire plot, and then I'm going to give you the juice. I'm going to give you the real fucking deal. Go. Emmanuel is attending the premiere of Love Express. Uh, She is chased down the street by paparazzi who are desperate to get a picture of her in a state of undress. She um, arrives onto a speedboat and is taken away by Hero A. Hero A in her travel to India, whereupon she meets some new friends and falls in love and fucks a general. Then she's thrown in prison for falling afoul of the rules because Mr. Emmanuel appears out of... Time. Non- oh, God. That was 30? Emmanuel is a free-spirited woman who makes erotic art house films and runs a dance studio out of her loft in Paris. Okay. The movie opens with a Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous style montage of Cannes. How a doc- much better would it have been if good Charlotte did the soundtrack? <laughs> so much better. Uh, of Khan with a documentary like narration giving us an overview of the famous film festival held there every year a film within a film the sequence shows Emmanuelle pre- premiering her latest film Love Express in Khan causing a scandal in the process mm-hmm. later she defends her film at a press conference to reporters who accuse her of creating pornography after Q&A Emmanuelle's producer introduces her to Prince Rajid a wealthy despot who owns the fictional Arab country of Benghagistan despot he is apparently obsessed with Emmanuel and wants to premiere the film in his homeland. Outside, a throng of male fans awaits Emmanuel, all desperate for a touch of the famed beauty. Things quickly escalate, and the mob strips her every last article of clothing, sending her jumping onto a stranger's departing boat for safety. Her unwitting saviour is Charles D. Foster, a young millionaire who disapproves of Emmanuel's erotic films. The couple quickly fall in love after a night of exciting sex on his yacht. After it's an, not a yacht. After an it's argument with bite. the concerned foster, Emmanuel travels to Ben Glagistan to promote his film. It, it, hit pause. That name one more time? Ben, Glagistan. Ben-Glarg- Can you click on... Is that got a link? Is that a no, real country? No, it's a fictional Arab country. Oh, okay. Oh. All right, sorry, I missed that. Um, B-E-N-G-L-A-G-I-S-T-A-N. It's incredible to think how much backstory these characters were imbued with that we were totally oblivious there to. There was quite a lot of narration in Italian. So I believe it. Anyway. Uh she she arrives to promote her film and meets Eddie, an Indiana Jones style danger seeker who befriends her. Prince Rajid kidnaps her for his harem and decides to make her one of his fifty wives. <laughs> Eddie helps her escape and together they run to the jungle Charles sends an army helicopter To help Emmanuel Eddie dies in the shootout But she escapes with the helicopter Emmanuel joins Charles On a midnight plane ride Where they drink champagne And make love The plane quickly falters And crashes into the mountains Near Las Vegas After being rescued And returning home To mourn her dead lover She receives a night and flowers And realizes Foster Is alive And loves only her That is the movie We just watched Fuck off it is They kind of glossed over the fact that Emmanuel jumps out of the plane with a parachute on. That's quite cool. You should mention that in a plot synopsis, you know? Yeah. What they described makes it sound watchable. Yeah, it does. But again, I don't know. Maybe if we knew Italian, it would be a bit of a different story. Also, it was low res. Yeah, there was that. And I'm shocked that you noticed. Really? Kinda. I'm intelligent. You're intelligent, but I just think most people don't care about that kind of stuff. It was pretty low res. It Mm. would be like if I was watching it on YouTube, I would have clicked on the res bit in the corner. And it would have been like 240. And I would have been like, uh, and then it would be like 360. And I'd be like, uh, and then it doesn't go to 420. It's just on auto. And it's auto on 240. And I would have been like, God damn it. And then I would have scrolled up and realized, hold on, I'm on YouTube premium. What's this? 2109. And I click on it. And it would come out of the computer and yeah. I would be having context free occasional bursts of sex in between gratuitous shots of cups of tea and sparrows. And I would have been like, damn, for fifteen ninety nine a month, pretty good. Pretty good. The great thing about Google is they're doing good stuff with your data. <laughs> <laughs> this should be their new motto. Because they had to get rid of the old one, which was Don't do, be evil. Do no evil, yeah. Now it's like Google, we're doing good stuff with your data. <laughs> and they should have cute ads like that, voiced by Kiwis. Google, we're doing good stuff with your data. I reckon that would work. I reckon if the most sort of uh, terrifying companies or the companies that probably have the most uh, mistrust placed in them because of, you know, the the shady, shadowy... The action they have taken. Yes. The things they have done. If they just got New Zealanders to voice over all of the ads, it's soft. Like, Americans are Google. so soft on our accent. Five G, all good. Don't yeah. even worry about it. It's sweet ass. Five G is all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's sweet no, as No, I'm talking to you, Tim Bat, in yeah. the studio. It's like it's like Google, five G. It's fine. That wouldn't need to be an ad because it is widely understood that five G is fine. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's like it's 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 no problems. Five G all. Agreed. Good. Can you say it just as Tim now, just in your normal voice? Five G sweet ass. Okay. I agree. Yeah. So it's agreed by Tim and Guy that 5G is all good. 5G? No probably both. Why do you keep saying the whole sentence? Just say, yeah, you're right. No issues with 5G. <laughs> Why not be deliberately ambiguous what? about a terrifying conspiracy <laughs> sweeping the globe? Our audience is smart enough. I think. I hope. I pray. And I hope... Who was your favorite person in it? And I pray. I liked... There was this mustachio gentleman who, while Emmanuel was running one of her dance classes in the loft, was either in a side room or... Oh, the instructor dude? Yeah, or maybe not even in the studio at all. Maybe not even in Paris. Oh, was he the bald guy? Yeah. (laughs) That guy was awesome. He was cut to ribbons and Mm -hmm. he was getting his. And you'll be pleased to hear for those of you watching along at home thinking, hey, sex involves two people. Were they getting theirs? Yes, both parties were getting theirs. We are to believe, although we do not see, that they both come. Simultaneously? Perhaps. Independently? Sure. Why not? (laughs) What else? What else? Who did you like? Mm, I liked the boatman. You gave him a name. The plot gave him a name. The millionaire. Bad boy. Who's not in a yacht. David Foster Wallace. I'm I'm right about that, right? It wasn't a fucking yacht. Yeah, it was a tiny speedboat. A little white speedboat. Which is what you have when you're in Paris. It's kind of cool that they... I don't know. That was I think in Cannes, it's, That scene was in Cannes. I think it's fun that they're playing with the form of... You know, it's a film. She's a filmmaker. It's a film within a film. That kind of shit. It's actually... It's, 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 I'm torn. Oh, you respect one, it more for this? On the one hand... Well, I respect. That's strong. The kind of um, meta playing with the form, the medium is the message kind of shit. It throws a bit of an interesting element in there. But on the other hand... It's, it's it, it kind of reverts back to that very egotistical thing that artists do where it's like, you know, there's so many books written about writers, like the main character is a writer. There's mm-hmm. so many films about a guy who's like a filmmaker. You know, it's that kind of shit. Give me a fucking dope ass movie about a fucking plumber. But no, you won't because you're not brave enough. Well, it's cause they, they, Probably a lot of pornos about plumbers, though, to be fair. And I hope <laughs> we encounter one in the Emmanuel series. There aren't a lot of movies about plumbers because not a lot of plumbers are screenwriters and not a lot of screenwriters are former plumbers. Mate, being a screenwriter is about creating a world which you are not a part of. It is a a fiction and make belief. So do you Drawn fucking draw from you, your own life and experiences? Communicating what you want to say. Write what you get know. Some more life experience. You're telling me I need to learn a trade to become a screenwriter. I'm saying you need to hang out with some fucking plumbers instead of your goddamn artist crew all the time. That drinking means your we soy don't talk to each other anymore. What do you mean? This, this is not mutually exclusive. We could get a new buddy who's a plumber. And then make a movie about it. We can't just go and acquire a friend who is a plumber without forming some sort of meaningful foundation to begin with. You can't just cherry pick your friends based on their job. It's not how the world works. I can do it. Do it. You sound like a little coward. I sound smart. You sound like a little chicken boy. Uh, I sound like a (laughs) grown-ass cow. (laughs) Moo, moo, moo. It's Guy Montgomery. It's Guy Montgomery. (laughs) A cow? Yeah. Why have you picked a cow as being your opposite of a chicken? It's not. Then it's a dog. Dogs are brave. Chickens. Dogs aren't brave. Yeah, man. Look at your dog. (laughs) My dog's all good. (laughs) He fucking bit my landlord yesterday. That is cool. (laughs) He's a good dog. He's on the right side of history, man. He's with us. We've got to take down this class. What's the opposite class. of a cow? A fucking dog. Oh, wait. Just, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. The opposite of a cow is a frog. Why? Reptile, small, wet, amphibious, lays eggs, and. That's it. Would you, you can't get a poisonous cow. Would you drink uh, cow's milk straight out the cow's titty? Yeah, dude. I would. Would you? Have no. you? No. Why wouldn't you? I I don't want to. The germs? Nah. There's like good reasons why we pasteurize milk. I'm probably being a little forthright in agreeing. Nah, you're right, dude. You've got two jobs between now and the next time we watch a softcore porn out Number together. one. Find a plumber. Befriend him intensely. Find out about his life. Penis screenplay. Two. Did you say penis screenplay? Pen. A, 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 a eyes and knees, man. In New yeah. Zealand, it's anyone's guess. Just having a bit of fun. Hey, is it illegal for me to goof around yeah i don't think so (laughs) not hey not yet no no not um not unless a lot changes have you ever read a book i've read one what do you think it was good man i really enjoyed it i like the act of reading what do you think about the practice of writing Harder than reading It's more difficult to create the words Than it is to absorb someone else's The words already exist You're just ordering pre-existing words That's true Unless you're William Shakespeare And then you're free it, man And that he's, is how you get famous He's still mostly organizing pre-existing words uh, And planting a few And then pl- repeating them To provide context for what they mean Yeah, and that's artistry, man so What it's was not- one of his most famous invented words? Oh, fuck knows, dude I could not tell you what am I, some sort of scholar of literature? Dr. Seuss invented the word nerd. I didn't know that. Well, you do now. That's really cool. This dog is a chicken, eh? My dog Rufus has joined us for the record, and he um, could not be more docile, or like, he's just putty. Look at him right now. He's completely exposed. If he got yeah. in a fight with any dog, he would lose. ah. <laughs> uh. But he's scraping. Here we go. Please note that the table below gives by the sample of words Shakespeare coined and words he adapted. For example, elbow was a noun before Shakespeare, but he turned it into a verb. That rules. That's creative, man. Do you reckon you could do that? Oh, no. Someone's already done it with vacuum. Um, zany. Zany. Weird. That sounds like a word that is way more recent than Shakespeare's day. Puking. Dishearten. Metamorphosize, marketable, moonbeam, obsequiously, frugal, gust, dwindle. These are good words. Yeah, they are good words. that guy rules. All right, you're right. I'm wrong. Dogs are the opposite of chickens. You need to become friends with plumbers. Out of a total possible score of uh, 1,245, what would you give Emmanuel five? So once again. 245. Shit. There's a thousand points missing. Each of them more frustrating than the last. I am learning about myself and what I want from a soft core pornography. And most of it's context. Context, context, context. This is why, you know, they took it too far and they dumbed it down for the masses. But this is why when a pizza delivery guy arrives at a house, you think to yourself... I know where this is going. I know where this is going, and it's not your fucking garden variety pizza delivery. Mm. There's going to be some sort of situation inside that requires the pizza delivery guy to come into the house, Mm. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in what was at one point in the collective sexual consciousness considered taboo, someone at the house is going to have sex with the pizza delivery boy. Now, one of the main taboos that we all seem to abide if the suggested videos of pornographic websites are believe, to be believed is that everyone wants to fuck their family. Oh, yeah. That really came out of nowhere. Yeah. It's fucking uh, odd. They're like... I was going to say I'm not here to kink shame, but like, I don't know. That one's a bit... <laughs> but like, can we? No. I don't we, want to shame can, anyone can, for can, it. We but can never kink shame. I, but I, definitely, we can, I definitely cannot relate to this incredible vibe mm. uh, which seems to have swept the world really quickly in the last few years I think it kind of came out of nowhere spread like wildfire but Tim, also it's a lot of step it's not like blood relatives it's a lot of step things yeah they've got they've got that loophole sewn <laughs> up on or sewn open Tim out you'll, of 1245 good memory mm. Mm. it's higher than you it's 420 believe it i do bye everyone we'll catch you on the next episode of the worst idea of all time where we oh boner patrol we did it i did it oh no no stirring in my loins at all see you next time